0: It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. Tonight we have a special guest with us, Jason Erickson, who is the head distiller of Eastside Distilling. Hey, Jason, thanks for joining us, and we're really looking forward to trying the whiskey. My pleasure. It's great to be here.
1: Never mind.
2: I'm going to sing a song. Oh, you're going to sing a song? I was going to sing a song.
0: Do
1: it.
2: No. Oh, you got it now. Fair (laughs) East The Morgan Freeman
0: movie. Oh my god. And for all the listeners we just lost, I understand. (laughs) So Jason, give us a little bit of background about yourself, like how you kinda got into you know whiskey and and uh you know started going through to be a a head distiller of a of a brand.
3: Well uh first noticed whiskey when I was uh you know in my youth and saw basically the price sheet for scotch. And I was like, Oh, Mm -hmm. well it's expensive. So that must be quality (laughs) stuff. So, uh, and then just, you know, kind of circled around that for a few years and didn't really get into it. Um, until maybe in my mid twenties. And then through that time, I've been like doing all sorts of like blue collar production work. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked at a film manufacturing lab, uh, or, film processing lab actually. And, um, then kind of made the decision and I was like, I don't kind of want to get in the the beer scene out here in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a big beer so, scene out there. Yes. Yeah. It was about, uh, 2010 and just trying to get in, break into that scene. Like in Portland, it was just booming at that time and everybody was trying to get into it. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to do like, you know, something adjacent. So I got into, uh, started at a food processing plant making tofu and almond milk, uh, like filling a, tetra pack packaging. That's a far cry from that's whiskey. A,
1: that's a big jump that, from- that's, a, that's not <laughs> this is not
3: a story we've heard before, that's there, for there sure. The tofu. This <laughs> well, is it's new. It, it's kind of surprising making tofu how similar it is because you you take a grain soybeans and then uh, you you soak it you cook it and then you basically transform it into another product so a lot of the processes are oh, very okay. similar and with aseptic processing you know it it's commercially sterile so it's it's uh, much more rigorous uh, than beer needs to be or or whiskey for sure so um, uh, Got laid off from that job and then found a Craigslist ad for Eastside Distilling and started as a production assistant. So,
0: oh, wow. So you basically thing. kind of started from the bottom to work your way up yeah. all the way to that. Yeah.
3: yeah, I was just telling my my supervisor to today. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is the third time I've done it. Uh, I like just start at the bottom and then work my way up to like, you know, supervisory position or something like this. And it's like, you know, I've done that three times. I'm like, uh, career surprise, I'm like, all right, I'm kind of done with that now.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to stay here. We're good. No, yeah, it's no like I, changes. I make whiskey and get to drink it for free. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: There, are, there are worse things.
1: I mean, it's exhausting to do that, but you also get to know every aspect of it. So you're not like someone that just walked off and don't know every right. corner of, you know, Eastside Distilling. Yeah. So what that's you did it all there.
3: That's one of the benefits, just like getting to know like every single aspect of it. And yeah. Especially on the production side, which is you know, that's my back been my background for over twenty years and yeah, so right. it's that's been so
0: fun. the interesting part about this to us, because most of the people we've talked with in your position obviously either have some sort of degree that has led them to this or a background in whiskey, and like, hey, I started drinking whiskey when I was seven years old and my <laughs> grandfather gave it, right? So this is a different path, obviously. <laughs> So, I
1: think this is the first I answered a Craigslist ad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're probably the first to tell one. You think of it just goes a different way.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: When you say Craigslist,
0: I'm like, well, he's been there for a while because that's not a thing really. Anymore. Right.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was 2014. So Brett, Bra- Bra- man answering years. a
0: Craigslist ad <laughs> <laughs> he showed up and was like, where, what am I doing?
1: <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so>, uh, <laughs> I promise we make whiskey in the back. Just come to this door. Yeah. So
3: <laughs> it's funny. Like I went in for my job interview and uh, Melheim, my my predecessor uh, you know I, I walk in the door i'm going to a, a timbers game uh okay. it's our local soccer team like uh, later in the day so i've got my timbers scarf on so i walk in for the interview and mel she's a huge soccer fan too so she sees my scarf and she's like you're hired
0: <laughs> as i'm wearing a usa soccer jersey <laughs> right I, <laughs> I am the soccer fan in the room just awesome yeah there's yeah. Yeah.
3: you following the euro cup
0: Oh yeah, I was yeah. I watched some of it today. Awesome. <laughs> As I'm texting my friends who are in, who are two are English, one is Scottish. So I, you can imagine which one was not happy today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, yeah, I'm a huge soccer fan too. Oh, so yeah, no. I before a lot of this, I was I actually was going over. I'm a big Man United fan, so I've been over to Old Trafford several times, been in the FA Cup final stuff like that. Awesome. So pretty big fan.
1: Nice.
2: Yeah, I don't know anything.
0: That and you AJ just is said. a Bengals fan.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're a Dolphins fan.
0: That's fine. <laughs> we, we we at least won something once before I was born, but it, it, at least I can say we won something.
1: We've gone to the dance. We lost at the dance, but we it's, that's fine. <laughs> so,
0: so how long have you been in this position, and and what do you think's kind of like the biggest challenge of the, like from working your way up, especially where it doesn't sound like you've had you know, a, a career in or a background in whiskey and then making whiskey,
3: if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I became head distiller in January of this year. Awesome. Congrats. So, uh, thank you. And, uh, but before that, yeah, like I said, it's just been doing every part of production before that. Um, had some, and just basically been experimenting and working with it, uh, uh, mel my she was uh the one that hired me she was always encouraged me to just experiment and just learn as much as i could whether it's from her or just whoever i could find to to learn from and yeah so basically all three of those products that you got in front of, in front of you they use a a type of oak that's grown here on only on the west coast called okay. Oregon oak and uh, east side Kind of, uh, they didn't necessarily, like, they weren't the first to use it, but they expanded it. So we have like pretty much uh, of any distillery, the largest collection of organ oak barrels. So I have like basically this unique oak barrel product to work with and okay. I have been working with for the last six years. So that's uh, really been one of the um, just most fantastic benefits about working for Eastside. So, so these, some of these are finished, right? Is that,
2: well they're, finished, finished, it, in the
3: they're finished in the Oregon oak. Yeah, so the, the Burnside Black that you got there, uh that's finished in Oregon oak. Um and that's that's basically so we source our whiskies, we don't distill it on on site. So, but we do finish it in in Oregon oak and that's kind of our claim to fame. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So we'll we'll take like a proprietary blend. Right, and, right, right, And then rest it in the Oregon oak and that can be anywhere from minimum of 60 days up to uh, I think we there's some that we've had and for like 400 days so it can vary a lot okay well, so we
2: dive into some
3: of it. yeah so well I mean that's kind of yeah much more I,
1: I, for sure. I've seen a few of them that's uh when I was because I looked up some of it whenever I saw that you finished in that and usually when someone has a specific like genus of oak they're using I'm kind of curious what why they're using that and. I'm curious to try this because I had some interesting notes on it that I think sound really fun.
3: Yeah, and it took it took me forever to to really identify what the organo put in, and basically this whole like my whole tenure at East Side, it's been learning how to actually describe whiskey, how to connect those uh, that taste memory to act to words. So it's a you, journey. I
1: can't get the, do you all do anything at the distillery? Like if like, say we were there for a tour, do you take like the unfinished stuff and put it in? Uh, like you let someone try the unfinished without the Oregon oak and with it. Cause that'd be kind of an interesting to show people the difference in what it really does to it.
3: Yeah. And actually we have uh, a few samples of just a bourbon distillate. So we have that yeah. just came off the still and then we put that in a few barrels, and we we don't sell it; we just use yeah. it as like an education tool. So, yeah. and it's been in organ oak for th- three years, so up to this point, and uh, hasn't touched any other oak. So we use that to really um, basically show people what that uh, sensory experience. So how is.
0: long? So we're trying the the, the first one. We're trying. Um, it's called Goose Hollow, or as AJ would say, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Goose it, it, Holler, it,
1: Goose Holler, because the in Kentucky would come out. But you know, how I don't want to confuse this, people. <laughs> yeah.
3: How long is this? This one finished. It's uh, seventy-five to ninety days. is
2: what we kind of hit on that one. This is all right. What's, so I have a mash bill, or I mean, you don't have to say. Is it a high rye, high wheat base? That's uh,
3: mostly like just a. Straight corn bourbon. I w- yeah, I wouldn't call it high rye, but there is a rye component in there.
1: Okay, but it is high corn on the mesh. Bro. I can't nail down anything.
0: Like I'm getting things, but I can't nail it down, and I wonder if that's the finish is what's throwing me off.
2: Now, see, I can get, I get cookie, cookie
0: so I So, like on the nose, like I, I'm getting a lot of the normal like vanilla caramel, but it, it's different.
3: Does that makes sense. The, almost the, like the vanilla, vanilla
0: caramel oatmeal.
1: Vanilla is a lot heavier, but it almost has that, like where you said, a hint of rye. Um,
0: it's got that little spice, like a rye.
3: Yeah. So I, I when I taste organ oak, I get a little bit of like, uh, if you ever had oh, like a fermented tea, is the best way I can describe it, but mixed with, um. V- Dessert quality stuff like vanilla, but I don't know, just like a deeper flavor of d- vanilla, okay. like a more more caramelized.
0: I'm gonna let this almost sit in this glass so I can actually get the nose on it because this is baffling me.
3: <laughs> Hopefully, in a good
0: way. No, yeah, no, 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 no nothing bad. No, it's it's one of those things of because it's not your basic. No, it's gotta like it's got like it has got I'm going to say this, this isn't bad. It's got a weird aftertaste that you're not used to with whiskey, but it's not a bad
1: aftertaste. But, but it's like you like it said, the fer- it's, it's like the fermented tea. Like yeah, I've had yeah. a lot of. Kombucha.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. You know what I'm getting? Like that it's, it's kind of just sitting there leering. It tastes like mash. Like, like we you kind, you of, like the, like the, the, kind the- of like it from the. Like you kind of like. Wiggle go your tongue mm-hmm. in the back a little bit. It tastes like mash, mash almost right off the distill. distillate. Yeah, 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 yeah. The noodles, the, yeah, from the the, the the vat. That's the closest thing I'm getting with, with that. But that's real interesting because it's weird. Like this, the weird part about this is the finish seems <laughs> short, and then like you give it like ten seconds, and then it lingers. It's still there. Yeah. Oh, it still hangs around. it's still. it's not weird. Short finish at
1: all.
2: It finishes. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That though, because the burn kind of evaporates real quick. But then the caramel
0: kidding burn, but then it sits.
2: Then the caramel and the vanilla are still there on the back end. These are all good things, by the way. We're just yeah, we're than, not, like we're, <laughs> just,
3: we're 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 like being perplexed. This is the first then, time
2: we've ever had
0: it. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. so full disclosure, everyone, we've never tried this before.
3: We always just, I am so fascinated by my, just how everyone approaches whiskey. Like especially with organ oak, some people get like the I get deep dessert flavors from it, like deep caramel from it and just really savory stuff but other people will get like just lighter uh yeah just light but so i'm getting
1: lighter i, I i'm a, getting lighter I, I i don't get light at all i get like heavy syrupy like, syrup, yeah, Van- yeah, syrup syrupy, vanilla on the finish that's what the syrup right. on the finish
0: yeah. which which makes sense because you guys's palate are closest, closest Yeah, to yeah the we're line. a little similar on that one yeah, yeah. So, so is this, so from like your product lineup, is this like a baseline mid-tier?
3: Uh, that's cherry. a little bit more, it's like at a, like $45 price point. Oh, so it's well. like, yeah.
2: that's like, that's a good bottle for that
3: price. I got point.
2: a I got heavy cherry syrup at the finish on that one.
3: No, this, oh, for, nice. for 40
0: bucks, 45 bucks is good. That's this, it's, it's definitely like, if you see this, I would definitely say, get it for that price point for sure. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's interesting, especially for the everyday whiskey drinker.
1: It's got that, like, candied syrup. Like, if you've ever made candies, like me and my mom always made candies as, like, a tradition around switching Christmas time. Switching on. This is, it reminds me of making, like, caramels and other candy.
2: It definitely has a, uh, Paul just says it's switching on. It definitely has a, what's the word I'm trying to say? Not migraine.
3: Migraine,
2: not my migrating, <laughs> migrating. Changing flavor. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, migrate, migrating. I'm trying to figure out a better word than migrating.
3: Yeah, um, it opens up a little bit when it has a chance. Yeah, to it's
2: fluctuating. You get like every sip, I've gotten something a little different out of it, and then I nose it, I get something, I sip it, I get nose it, I sip it. I'm getting something different. So like the caramels are showing up more, and the syrup candy are coming up more. It's almost like a honey, not a honey bun, but like you know, what I'm talking about like a. Yeah, yeah, like a
0: sweet, like, so I'm getting more of the, 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 and I don't want to say dull because it's not dull, but more of like the oatmeal, you know how oatmeal kind of mellows things out, like it'll mellow vanilla, it'll mellow a yeah. chocolate. I'm right. getting those flavors with that under, but I like oatmeal a lot. So that's, to me, this is, that's a good thing. Um, I'm getting those undertones and things like that. So, and we're only on the first one. Jesus Christ this <laughs> is already thrown us yeah. for a loop. Um, yeah, I I want to spell Yeah, that I'm I I want to smell that later. So the in the glass, not JC, sorry. Uh
1: <laughs> That but that's Tuesday? Yes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
0: God,
3: we're stupid. Anyway.
0: What's a, right. what's a good one to try next to uh, go from
3: there? The rye next. The rye, oh. oh, okay. What what are you yeah. sipping on? Uh the Burnside Black, which is what you Okay. Got right now. <laughs> Jeez, in in, in the Manhattan form.
0: And so you want to talk about this one, JC, then? Talk about it. There you go. Go for it.
2: So, so essentially everything you have is like a double barrel type thing, right? Finished? That's correct. Okay. Yeah.
0: What's real interesting is the progression in colors here. So you have well, that the, one's the, 12 the down there. Yeah, but this one, this one here, the one we just tried, um, the goose hollow, was it's kind of like an amber, right? Light amber. The light amber. It's got a very dark reddish tone to it. And then this one starts to get in that like warm brown. And then this other one is just dark. Um It's got that real warm fall brown to it. Um, so, Not the one we're drinking. The, the one that we haven't drank yet, which is my favorite because I really like that because the double barrel look to it. But barrel strength rye. Which well, we all know how barrel gonna... strength rye. So if I like it, then that's a very good compliment for
2: you. It has a little more classic rye. What, what proof is that one? 110.
1: 110. Nice.
2: Yeah. You got a little bit more of the Ooh. notes that I'm used to on this one. You're going to like this. Tell me if you've ever
0: had a rye with cherry vanilla on it because I just got cherry vanilla.
2: Is this a a higher rye, like a 90, 95 area, or is it a lower rye in the 50s or 60s when you come
3: so, to the Mashville? It is It is a blend, so there is some 95% in there, and there is some lower rye okay. components in there as well.
1: How, how many do you have a number you usually blend or stick with or just kind of whatever naturally
3: builds? So the it's, clove is...
2: Sorry, go ahead. Sorry.
3: Yeah, it's just uh, um, kind of how the blend falls out. So I, I'm not really sure, like... Uh, that's not my strong point. So, when you take like three or four rye and put them together, like uh, it's probably the whole components in there is probably averages around 70% rye in, the, in that. Okay. Bowl.
2: Okay. It's different.
3: It
0: is different.
2: I get the clove, obviously. Do you get
0: what I was and saying? Do you get like vanilla cherry? Because I'm getting vanilla cherry. And that to say that on a rye is blowing my mind. A I get bit. the
1: vanilla, which you're talking about. See, I get like the which like, is I get like the baking spices that you I, normally get. I get you yeah. know, because you got the clove, you got some of the vanilla in it.
2: I definitely taste vanilla. I'm finding it hard to pick up the cherry. I don't get that. Yeah, I'm not. But getting, I get the vanilla. I can see the sweetness of it. I think it's because this one and this one have a similar. It's got to be the organ.
1: Oh, because they have a similar finish with that candy flavor on it. So, yeah, I'm almost wondering if it's like the Oregon Oak that's giving it that like vanilla syrupy, syrupy kind of mouthfeel and aftertaste. Right. Yeah, because
2: actually, you know what? Try it. The back of your tongue on the finish, you can probably pick up like a candy cherry, like the last one had.
3: So it's this a, the, blend before it goes into Oregon Oak for me it's like it's really grassy and just has like this kind of springtime feel to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after it's in the Oregon Oak it takes on that like you said the vanilla the deeper Yeah. Cuz it's
1: part of that a lot of rye a lot of rye will get that grassy mm, kind of I don't bit. get the do you get the grass? I don't get the grassy on it, this one. If you take it and you like actually swish it around and do like the Kentucky chew with it it hits the sides of your tongue, and you get a little bit of that. Um, it's like a bitter, grassy note to it, but then the syrup comes right behind it and like sweetens everything up. I get like an oaky. So, How old is, so
0: curious. So, like, and I know I'm throwing this at you. Like we're all throwing a bunch of different things. At, 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 so, so is the goal ultimately to have to just to, to have your own distillate, or to kind of have the same process? Because whatever proprietary mash bill you guys have had, I I would say that you guys are onto something. Um, and then the finishing, I'd say you're onto something. And it's really weird because uh, look, we're from Kentucky. There's no, there's no freaking like hiding the fact that Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana have the monopoly on whiskey. Yeah, right. And we appreciate um and for those uh, that, that have listened to us, you know, for all, <laughs> thank you. Sorry. We love you. Sorry, I don't know how the hell we've gotten so high. Um like we appreciate the, these this craft mindset because it's creative. You guys are doing new things and and kind of pushing the envelope, and that's why stuff like this that we're trying is really kind of throwing our mind for a loop because we're not, you know, I won't name brands, but obviously for the most people that are out there that have drank whiskey, you can kind of think about the big five that are out there, and you're gonna that's where your flavor palette is. And I right. think, I think to some aspects, and these guys can disagree with me if they, they think I'm wrong. Your your palate gets trained by the things I think that you also drink a lot of. Well, it's, and right, when you,
2: it's your reason where you grow yeah. up and you eat and, like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: true. And, and we've been actually hesitant on West Coast whiskeys, not because we don't want to try it, but because we want to do it in this setting where we're getting this natural, you're getting this natural raw feedback. And for us, this is really cool because we're experiencing something new for the first time and it's really going, all right. This is legit. We probably need to expand this more. Yeah, I want
3: to.
0: You like
2: that, don't you? I do like this. Yeah, it's it's.
3: Yeah, I so like the... we do we do source it from back east, so like all the same. where like we source from Tennessee, we source from Kentucky, we source from Indiana, and just our differentiation is the Oregon oak. So we'll yeah, I, we'll take I, a so, blend well, of those. Well, but even if you age it, oak.
0: But even if you age it. In in Oregon Oak, you're aging it in Oregon, and the climate's different. The temperature, yeah. the expansion, all of that is different. We're starting. What's interesting is we're starting to see whiskey companies from wet the West more in Oregon. i I don't see a lot in like California. I mean, I know there are some, but the ones that are starting to kind of take that step forward into the to the main whiskey type eye are all coming out of Oregon. Yeah.
2: Northeast.
3: Several of those are also Eastern Oregon, so that has a far different climate from Western Plus. Oregon. Yeah, like Eastern Oregon is, is like high desert basically. So you you right. have huge uh, temperature swings, uh, not necessarily the humidity that you'd get back east. But um, well, but yeah, yes. in in Portland we just we have two seasons: sunny and not basically. So <laughs> <laughs> it's rain rain and sun. Yeah, it's it's very mild here, and we yeah we don't even like. Like New York gets more rain than Portland does. So uh mm. it's it's just but yeah, the temperature's so mild here. So it is like really easy to rest stuff here and have it be very consistent and especially over the sh- the shorter time frame that we generally rest our our products in.
2: This is a good and I haven't gotten to the third one. I've I've read some stuff on the third one, really interested in that. This is like a good like We've said this before on other types of whiskey. Dessert after dinner, yeah. You've had a good meal. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying what I'm
0: drinking. Like I'm not feeling like I'm drinking this being forced.
2: Early early afternoon, you Mm -hmm. know, like your middle of the day, like for around here, Keeneland time of the day, like the four o'clock final final races are coming off, and these are easy to drink. Yeah, after after Keeneland pre date events before you get into dinner, this is like a good just like. I don't want to say sit around bourbon, but like that's a compliment though. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm trying to be like, you know, like, you're, like we're all winding down for the day. You know, cigar, maybe yeah. like a light cigar, not one of the darker. So <sighs> it's almost a good nightcap, Tabak. that tobacco chocolate. Yeah. Not chocolate, the darker one. What was it the called? Negra. The negro. The yes. negro. Yeah.
1: But yes. th- sorry. I, mean, mean, I like cigars. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good like nightcap. You know, the syrupy notes make it a little heavier. It's not as, you know, i mean this this is, is, this is what you
2: would drink at the end of a good dinner, like I've had a good steak I've had a good cause we're 'cause
3: we're not port people, so we're gonna drink a nice
1: suburban <laughs> after right. dinner rather than
3: some yeah, port and, wine. wine. And for one ten proof it's it's really easy it does not do. drink like a high i like higher proof yeah it does not oh, i love the,
1: i love high proof stuff I have some stuff I blended myself that's actually hundred and forty five point six proof so it, I mean, it doesn't
2: it doesn't drink as a higher i can feel the burn on the back of the finish, but it, you know, the higher proof stuff sometimes, and I like the higher proof stuff as well. Sometimes it just hits you a little bit harder. That's a good, it's a good blend right there.
1: And the third one's 110 proof also, which I like, so. I'm going to
2: put that one, what happened? I'm still here. Okay. I'm going to put that one back in the uh, Whoa. closet. He's still there. Okay. We just...
0: Yeah, you're gonna put you're not gonna put that back in the closet. You're gonna drink more. Well, have, Don't lie. I I bought some cigars today. So <laughs> I brought some. I, we're I celebrating. Some. Celebration day.
1: But this um, is
0: very intriguing, by the way. Like thank you for like sending us this stuff oh, yeah, a, definitely. This is this is very very fun for us to expand our, our, our
2: profile. I love to try new stuff. Yeah. Always.
1: Yeah. And this one, as uh, you all put on the label, says it's uh, rare and hard to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like whenever I see that on the label. But uh, it's a 12-year limited batch y'all are doing. Isn't this one of three that y'all are doing in a limited batch series? If I'm I correct. I think so,
3: yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, it's 100, 110 proof, uh, like
3: I said earlier. But this is still finished in the Oregon oak cask, right? Uh, right around about 55% of that in the bottle is finished in organ Oak.
1: Okay. So, okay. so it's just blended,
3: but it's, yeah, this one has, a- well, basically it, it's all the same lot, uh, from, uh, it, it's actually was distilled in 2006. So Ooh. it's been around for 14 years, but we pulled, uh, the, the part that was aged in organ Oak. We pulled out a few years ago, uh, from the original barrel when it was 12 years old. And then we rested that in organ Oak for about a year. And then we pulled it out of the organ oak and it's been sitting for a while. So, so, so this is this, a lot of your
2: classic
0: notes. This here.
3: hits me cherry on the nose. Like, yeah. Oh boy. Okay. So you then know? that organ oak, uh, that, uh, it was like, it was higher proof. So it was, it was kind of around like, just like one seventeen or something like that. Yeah. So it took some of that, that same lot, which was now 14 years old. And then I used that to proof down to one ten. So okay, oh. there was there's no water added to this to this batch.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm
0: dying. So you
3: proved it down using other alcohol. Right. That's so, like putting
2: energy drink in your coffee in the morning time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So I love I'm, I'm going to give you a compliment on this. Go ahead. You ready for this? <laughs> I get the nose on this reminds me of 12 year old Van Winkle. I'll take that. <laughs> Tell me, I'm wrong.
3: It's been a week since I've had. <laughs> it's been a week since I've had twelve year old Van Winkle, so you forgot. A yeah. <laughs> week? Someone's doing all right. <laughs> that high cherry flavor, it's like, you're getting,
0: Just like you're getting, like you're. Now, Van Winkle is that now? That's. I mean, we're also talking about you know twelve percentage less on the proof, but because you're getting the burn that that you don't get, but if you kind of go past the burn, that's what I'm getting. I, the you burn think I'm doesn't crazy hit on me on the
2: nose. Like it's not a bad like. A lot of higher proofs will hit the ethanol, hit you hard on that. But this one does not. I get some of it, but it's not that.
1: I don't get any burn off this one. Ten. Oh boy. This is, oh boy. I
2: haven't, tried, I haven't tried yet. I'm still on the nose because I haven't gotten past the cherry. Oh boy. Now put it in your mouth.
1: Put it
0: in <laughs> your
2: mouth. <laughs> I it We've
1: been it, watching this too is, much TikTok. This is delicious. though. So. delicious. This bottle might get I, lost. So <laughs> I am. Oh. Oh.
0: I'm getting some some interesting. You ready for the interesting? I'm getting cherry on the nose. and I'm getting cherry on the front end. And I'm getting peanuts on the back end. And I know that's weird to think. Cherry and peanuts.
1: But if you kind of. There are a lot of them that have glazed to them. But it's not weird. It's weird that you like it. I get like a glaze. Like
2: sugary. Gives the syrup. I swear it's got to be these barrels.
0: Do you see what I'm saying on, like, the peanut? I didn't pick area? up peanut. I didn't pick up peanut. I pick up peanut a little bit easier than you guys, but...
3: yeah, For me, that peanut flavor comes across as, like, more of a toasted hazelnut. Ooh, yeah. okay. But, yeah?
1: Yeah. Because I get more peanut out of, like, some like of the yellow fall. stones
3: and limestone branches that I
2: like, so... He said... he said When he said hazelnut and you said got peanut, it. I'm getting it now.
0: I'm getting it now, yeah. Are you getting more... Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just so I was getting nutty, but... and I It was... yeah.
2: Got a dry finish. This is
0: delicious. It's got a, it's got it's, like a, a dry, kind of weird, it's almost like a, 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 like a, a finished in wine barrels type, like dryness to it. A dry finish to it. It's not finished in wine barrels, a, right? No, no,
3: no, not this, not this batch. I do yeah. have a 16 a year old bourbon that I'm, that's, uh, it's going to be in that, that same label. Oh, thank you for sending that to us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So it's, it's a 16 year old bourbon that I'm resting in port barrels. Ooh. And so it'll be, uh, it'll rest in the port barrels for about a year. So it'll be 17 year olds, years old when it gets bottled.
2: Well, next year, I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll have you on next year. We'll yeah. talk we'll about we'll that. We'll talk about
0: that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how many states are you guys in right now?
3: Uh, Mainly on the West Coast, just Washington, Oregon, and California. And we do have an online presence. Uh, Liquorama.com, I believe, is the one where you can... We have a lot of
0: in California, so
3: yeah, so uh, we're fairly widespread in California.
0: What what's we're, the what's the plan for the brand? Like the national footprint. What's the next step, if you can tell us?
3: Um, I, I would love to be international, but like, uh, for me personally, we're not chasing like Johnny Walker or anything like that. It's this is like, and it comes to Kentucky. That's all we care about. <laughs> the Oregon Oak is it's just a unique product that. Um, we think whiskey collectors would love to have it on their shelves, like any whiskey bar. Um, it's it's something new that maybe like more experienced whiskey drinkers haven't come across before. So for me, that's really the the focus of um, yeah. what, what I want to see. Too.
2: There's a lot more complex flavors than you, get, that I'm getting out of this. It's like, I'm, I don't know if it's because it's the first time we've opened it. First time I've noticed no, it. It's, it's because but like, it I'm, is. I'm picking out more flavors than I have lately and i don't know like i said i don't know if it's because i'm just trying to because it's, it's a new thing all right so, so from my humble opinion
0: i would love for you guys to expand that footprint because i think from what we're trying and we're by no means well wait well, i was about to say we're by no means connoisseurs that's a lie we are definitely connoisseurs <laughs> we drink a lot of whiskey yeah,
1: well,
3: um, i see your shelves there like he's like oh, you're yeah. in a room with bourbon <laughs> shut your you only um, get to see two of the walls. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> you don't even see this side of the yeah.
0: room. <laughs> I, I personally think that you guys are onto something, and expanding that into some traditional whiskey markets, I think would be really interesting because this is a very unique flavor profile that I don't get very often, and it's 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 enjoyable. It's succulent. It's it's deep. Ooh, it's succulent. It's, That's a good it's word. It's very. It's complex. And it's something that <laughs> shut up. And and it's something that I appreciate because I don't feel like we get this with all whiskeys. Yeah. And it's something that you guys are doing. And I would I would love to see this. I would love to do some blind tastings with with these, with some reputable, well-known things, and see what people thought. So I would love the, to do that.
2: I got a quick question since I want to circle back to something you said earlier at the very beginning. You said you, you were trying to dive into Scotch and you saw the prices. And now you're making bourbon. So a lot of people in the scotch world will look down upon bourbon because they say, well, it's, it's basic because it's like three flavors. So bourbon does have a lot of restrictions compared to other spirits. Is the scotch thing being more complex? That's something that you try to like knock out because I'm getting so much different flavors on this. It's amazing.
3: I wouldn't say that Scotch is necessarily more complex than bourbon. I mean, it's a – I don't – know.
2: I don't say that. I don't but you, that. A
3: lot of people will – a a,
1: In of the Scotch world,
2: Scotch you get a lot of people of that's their, their thing. Like, oh, there's so much more flavors in Scotch world than there is bourbon. I'm like, I don't say that, but I was just wondering, since you mentioned Scotch earlier, that if trying to pick out having whiskey that has multiple – because the depth – there's so many different levels on this that I'm getting. Like, like I said, every sip changes. Every nose, I'm getting something different. So the complexity is very great.
3: It's it's for taking, like, a rye blend or a bourbon blend and then creating something new with it. And, uh, like, just the comparison to scotch is... uh, It's because, like, bourbon is more structured in terms of rules that, you know, it has to go into new charred oak, which, like, instantly, you know, adds a lot of like huge amount of flavor in that first year. Whereas like yes. scotch, you know, that can go into spent barrels up to and, four times. Yeah. Yeah. So. And so like, you know, when you see a scotch on the shelf and it's like, and it's like really pale, you're like, Oh, well that didn't have caramel color added to it because like barrels don't necessarily add the same amount of flavor. Yeah. Whereas like, like scotch gets its, it f- seems to me that a lot of that flavor comes in just based on the time that it's been in a, in a barrel rather than the, Character of the barrel itself. In Scotch cases. is allowed to
2: add caramel. I think it's like yeah. caramel five dye. Which yeah, add some flavor to. It. They're allowed to add that. We're bourbon. You're not allowed to add any flavoring whatsoever.
3: Well, uh, straight bourbon. Yes. So straight like bourbon. others, yeah, well, but
2: we don't the, add the far bottle says straight bourbons, which is yeah, uh, yeah, we don't
1: uh, add anything. To that. Just yeah. out of curiosity, are all the Oregon oak barrels you use are they new charred oak, or do you reuse some of those? Since you're not really bound by the same thing on a finish.
3: Yeah, so we use anywhere from a medium toast, uh, medium heavy, and then one, two, three, and four char. So we have all okay. those, yes. and we also have different yes. sizes of barrels. We have thirty, sixty, and a hundred gallon barrels. Okay, and okay. we just uh, select which barrel we think we have will have the best flavor profile and make oh, our wow. bunch from so that.
2: Not even the classic fifty-three gallon. Okay.
3: Yeah, well, they're uh, so the Oregon oak. Came about in the seventies from a local cooperage here as a way to combat. Like, there's a short there was a shortage of French oak barrels, and so basically they, they came across the Oregon oak as a as a kind of a stand in for French oak because the flavor profiles are sort of similar. Uh, it's a tighter grain compared to American white oak, so uh, they are and the wine barrels typically tend to be sixty gallons rather than the fifty three whiskey okay. it,
1: standard. And the fun part I actually really appreciated like on the burn side, the goose, goose hollow, not holler. Goose <laughs> hollow. Uh, I'm gonna drink in this. eastern Kentucky it'd be goose holler all day long. <laughs> but with it any but the cool thing you have is you actually have the genus and species name of the oak on it. Right. So, like, that's, that's awesome, what I was. Yeah. I was yeah. kind of not
2: not gonna lie. I had to look that up.
1: <laughs> no, I, no, I had to look it up. Like, Wait what? a minute. I was like, what, can what?
2: we just talk about the
0: fact that AJ yeah. just said genos?
1: G- if genus. you actually know how to sp- say it right, I don't know how to say anything right. I barely. <laughs>
0: English normally.
1: I mean, I'm from <laughs> Eastern Kentucky. I can't say hollow, but I'll say "holler." but I can at least get genius. You grew up with trees. You <laughs> like, no wonder you can say
0: genus. Come on.
1: Paul's from Florida. Forgive him. Yeah. They, I... have one, they have one tree.
0: It's all about the U. I've been looking at, like, look, I what? can't help it. I've been looking at Miami, Alabama tickets today. It, like, it... I'm not in touch with my Eastern Kentucky
1: self. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> first of all i don't I think you'd be scared <laughs> to death <laughs> if you ever headed to eastern kentucky you'd probably be scared to death
0: i've been to eastern kentucky one time i've never been back and then i went to west virginia which scared me even
1: more well yeah that's why you stop at eastern kentucky you don't keep going that's why you gas up
0: in eastern kentucky. And this guy's in oregon going like what the hell where are you at like just hearing in I'm, I'm sure you're hearing your head. Didn't hear, near, 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 No, no, not that far off.
1: That's Georgia. That's not, that's not Kentucky. Do not insult our guests like that. That's Georgia.
0: I know. What <laughs> guests did we just have from Georgia? I don't
1: know. I mean, that's where Deliverance was filmed. I can't help the facts. <laughs> I thought it was totally Kentucky. No, it slow- <laughs> it's, it's not here. <laughs> didn't even talk about it. Anyway, um, back to them. But no, I really l lo- I really love the fact that y'all are doing something different with it. And like I said, I looked it up, I was like I saw that name on it and I was like, this is kind of what is this? So y'all definitely Thomas pay Compton, homage. I'm so to, sorry. You definitely pay homage to the the local aspect of what you have because this is apparently uh, just British
3: Columbia, Washington and Oregon only, like Northern Oregon and nowhere else. Uh, the the range for Oregon Oak is uh, Northern California to Southern British Columbia. Okay. Just like a thin sliver just up the west. Up, oh, Google. I just across, crosses the <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's a beautiful tree. It's got like this beautiful silver gray bark and yeah, they're just, they're fantastic.
1: So,
2: no. Yeah. And then the, even with the that, that brings in a whole different aspect of everything because the soil and the, the weather conditions. I and really just, enjoy this. Coming off the oceans, it's a whole different flavor than the the typical yeah, American really. white oak that people age in. So yeah, you're going to get a lot more flavor.
3: Yeah, and like a lot of the American white oak, you know, that's it's it's managed really well. Whereas the Oregon oak, it's pretty much grows wild. It's almost entirely on private land, and okay. a, a lot of it's because it is it's fairly rare. So a lot of it's uh, you know older trees. Maybe they're starting to get a little disease uh, or they need to be cleared out. So it's, uh, it's really special. And like, yeah, barrels are pretty expensive too. And yeah. Because it, it is, it is a difficult wood to work with. So they have to do it like it can't be. Like uh, as automated and machined as as the standard American white oak. So is it like a softer yeah, wood? I didn't think about that. No, it's, it's so it's a tighter grain. So okay. it's more difficult to work with. It's more difficult to bend. It's more difficult to get it to seal up. And you can okay. see okay. that it, you okay. can see that in our smaller barrels. So it's lighter. a harder wood. Yeah. So it, but it, it's uh, yeah, very similar to the French oak in that respect. And basically, you have to hand cleave it. So that adds to you know the time used to make it the cooperage is a lot harder on it yeah the the staves are air dried for a minimum of three years so oh wow yeah wow and that really helps to like soften up the tannins in this particular oak so do you all since you're not held
2: by that one once you do the secondary aging on it you all char it all or you toast it or you just
3: let it go and then just use the pores let it fill up with the whiskey uh, there is a, yeah, we do anywhere from medium toast to number four char, so it's all over the place okay. on that one, so. So, um, so this is
2: something you'll, okay.
3: We'll yeah. also do like a, a char on the staves and then a toast on the heads. Uh, a few of those barrels okay. are some of my favorites. So
2: it's like a double whammy. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah a little bit of both. double whammy.
1: Yeah. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. <laughs> Burn <time>.
2: God.
1: <laughs> but I mean, no, I mean, these are something definitely have in my collection because like Everyone, they're not going
0: to be in the collection okay. long.
3: <laughs> yeah. Especially, you especially like you know, back east, that's something you can bring over like another bourbon or rye drinker and just be like, hey, oh, I know shit. you've never had this before. Hold on. All all right, right, so, I don't mean to interrupt you on this. Sorry.
2: Did you save your rye cup, AJ? Or
1: yeah. I wow. oh, I'll say, I'll say both mine wow. for this reason. Wow. Right, so
2: now that it's set and it's like I poured all of it out, I cleared it out, and I evaporated. Chocolate. What a nose! Just
0: oh my god! And then I went back. Okay, I went back to oh, wait, the. Oh. um Oh wow! To wait. the goose holler.
2: No, this is the goose. Ho- <laughs> oh, this is the goose holler. The, the rye is right there. I'm so sorry. I said my rye. How that's smooth, that's, is that's that? rye, smooth is that? That's the rye. This is the inside, and this is the ho- this is the hollow.
0: All right. So we've talked about this for those of you that are new to the podcast. Pour a drink, taste it, let it sit for about. 20 30 minutes. But let it empty. Let cup. it empty in an empty cup, and then you get your nose. You el- eliminate all that. How good right. is that?
1: I, I saved some of mine and let it air out naturally. That's the rye.
2: Oh, this is the rye.
1: So I let, I let mine sit and just aerate a little bit. Like I don't always finish mine because mm-hmm. it changes. And We're- the notes on this are a little more chocolatey, a little more, I mean, candied syrup. Like it's. <laughs> I get the hay now on that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So like the we're we're following our own rules on this one. Let one pour in, swish around the glass. Oh let let the alcohol evaporate. I am picking up so much more brown sugar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, that's that.
0: no, that's on the twelve year. Try that brown sugar.
2: I can't. I can't get over the goose ho- hollow. <laughs> oh, no, I know, right? It's crazy. It's brown sugar, but it's a. It's a. It's a dessert. Do you know how mad
0: some of these is people the are going to be? Is this the Rye? No, this is the 12-year. <laughs> this is right here. You,
2: you hit me the 12-year? No, the 12-year?
0: I thought you gave yeah. me the Rye. No, no, I, this is the Rye.
2: All do right, do you know this- how
0: mad some of our fans are going to be after we talk about this? So I'm like, I can't find this. Pound <laughs> cake. I hate you smelt, all. Smell pound
2: cake. Mm-mm. Jam cake, pound cake. Smelt Jam cake,
3: yes. Jam, yeah. cake. Jam cake, yes. What is jam cake? This stuff's good. Oh, that's a, oh, that's a Kentucky a thing. thing. It's so it. good. <laughs> it,
2: it's, it's so. If you ever come to Kentucky, get a jam
1: cake. <laughs> okay.
0: I think we're very impressed with it, with what you guys are doing.
1: Oh yeah, no, I'm uh, loving uh, everything y'all are doing. So like, I can't believe. I'm glad I just. I'm glad I picked up this cup and like. Oh, it's
0: think. our podcast, so we can say this. Like, I would drink like half this bottle tonight. It's fine. I don't
1: care. Um, all the if, if we all. All, oh, all these right. bottles so, so, are in so,
0: danger. So, so let let's let's say this now. Like, take a step back, right? Try something new, something that's not nat- national, West Coast. Going into this, you're going. Please God, I hope this is good, right? Like, I, I and we're not. I, and I'm not being uh, at least for me. I'm not going to be like the the peppy asshole and say I didn't think that. I am blown away with how good the shit is.
1: Yeah. No. I mean. And it goes back to kind of, I mean, you can kind of see here our collections and stuff we have. We all have, like, bottle arrays like this around.
0: It's right? a lot less before COVID.
1: <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> but what I, the whole point I'm getting is you look at each bottle, and each one has, exactly. like, a certain characteristic you're wanting. Right. This does not have, it has some of them, like, it. I mean, they're obviously bourbons, rise, everything there. But it's got a different note than a lot of them do, so it's would be fun to have on the shelf there, just as something else to pick up. I would love
2: to do a blind tasting with people on this and not tell them the stuff about it. I got an idea, but we're not going to talk about it and on the podcast. Put yeah. this against some other, like more, like you know, the yeah. big five, as Paul says. Oh, oh and, and, and see what their thoughts are on this because this, I'm I'm telling you, this rye, I would put that against it's a, lot a good of rye. rye. I, I, I drink. If you, if I can show you the shelf, I have two full shelves of just all sorts of different ryes. Yeah. This is a good rye. It's a solid <laughs> rye. That's a solid whiskey for what it is. That one right there impresses me because the flavor complexity on that East Side Twelve Year yeah. has a lot of different notes. And I'm, I'm telling y'all, if y'all go back to some earlier podcasts and you listen when we talk about let the glass air out, let it dry out, yeah. and then you're going to pick up a lot more notes, and then come back and taste it. I'm getting different notes than I did the first time around. I'm, I'm telling you, the jam cake is yeah. hitting me.
1: And if you haven't done any of these, like I mean, let some of your glasses just sit there and smell them afterwards, and it's more of a thing we've always done, but not everyone.
3: Yeah, does it. I I do that all the time with yeah when when I'm doing sensory. I did artwork. it by accident when I was cleaning up after so, one of our parties,
2: and
0: I I, like, I have to say, for someone who doesn't come from a a whiskey background, right what a what a effing good job like <laughs> holy shit yeah. sorry i can't help it like cheers, so to, cheers, cheers to that, to that. Like, <laughs> i mean for someone who doesn't shit. come from whiskey I, I you've you've, you've made shit. oh yeah sorry <laughs> like so we we found out apparently like if you don't look at someone eye, someone's eyes when you cheers it's it's bad luck i, I don't even know <laughs> apparently we have a lot of bad luck so i'm not looking in their <laughs> eyes i don't want to look at either one of you like more than i have to um it, this is the fun part about what we do. We get to try new and exciting products, and this is something that I, I, I'm gonna like be a big advocate of this. I hope you guys expand your footprint. Definitely. I think you guys have. I think you guys are onto something. I think you have a very good whiskey, even if it's just finishing. If you're not ever gonna think about doing the distillate yourself, I think you guys have something that's gonna be very well sought after, not just on the West Coast, but from Kentucky people who grew up in Bourbonland. I think that people would really love and enjoy this. Um, and I'm excited to hopefully get some of this to some people that we know and just be like, try this, tell me what you think, and not yeah. put a label on it. No, because
1: it's definitely surprising. And what was that website you were saying? Just because I want some of our listeners to, when we talk about this, I want them to be able to
3: get a hold of it. I believe it's liquorama.com. Liquorama. Okay. And they have yeah, they have a few selections of the Burnside. Unfortunately, uh that that twelve year uh straight bourbon will probably not be available outside of yeah. Oregon, maybe oh, Washington. Oh, no, it sucks for all of you. Uh, well it says uh, rare and hard to get on the label. So yeah. <laughs> but if so, you come to Oregon, you can get it. Yeah. There you
2: go. <laughs> not to change it, but the bottles behind you. I see two are that is that your normal
3: lineup? Yeah, so this uh Lighter blue one—that's our standard blended bourbon. Okay, I think that's available on Karama.com.
1: How many SKUs do you all usually run? Uh,
3: so we have a, an American in the Burnside line. We have an American whiskey called uh, West End Blend. We have uh, our Burnside Blended Bourbon, which is so East Side has one. a West End Blend. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and a Western.
3: So so basically, so Goose Hollow is. Um, so, like back Burnside, basically Burnside. We have uh, what's called the Burnside Bridge. It because uh, we have the Lamp river running through Portland. Um, Burnside Bridge separates north and south Portland, and basically, it's it's kind of like the unofficial center of the city. It's where north, south, east, and west come together. Okay. So we have yeah, West End Blend Goose Hollow is a neighborhood in southwest Portland. Buckman, which is this other one r- right behind me. Um darker blue label uh yeah. is another neighborhood. So it's it's very tied to Portland. That's awesome. kinda of, that's, yeah, nice. that's
2: cool. I've got a friend who grew up in Coos Bay. So oh, you yeah. all are you out that way? Yeah. Okay, good, because he goes there once a year. So he <laughs> <laughs> goes
3: back and says, You can go
2: you can go
0: buy us whiskey and bring it to us. <laughs> he owes me some stuff. <laughs>
1: No, but I'm definitely impressed with the whole lineup we have here. I mean, obviously, it sounds like you've got a lot more SKUs that
3: I'm anxious to try now. Yeah, we also have uh, so basically a 92 proof rye, um, and then the Goose Hollow, uh, the Buckman we in both like a 92 proof and also barrel proof, and then we have the Burnside Black. Nice. You got Do you know
0: how happy I am that we have people like this on the show and their whiskeys are good? <laughs> I would hate to fake that this is good. <laughs> we
1: we've, we've
3: lucked it out on a lot of them. We, I, we really have. Have,
0: I feel sorry for the one place that shows up and we're not lucky, but so far yeah. so good.
3: But you know the the, the quality of whiskey in, in the US right now is just fantastic. Agreed. And it, I agree. especially like you know, since we do source, we get it from some of the best distilleries out there. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just like adding that extra organo uniqueness to it that you know, sets I, I us apart. When, when you have like what you just said, because whiskeys
2: keep getting better in America, it's because you have new brands coming out. And some of them are good. And then some of them are bad. But the ones that are good, you have these regular people like, okay. We just can't let somebody come onto the scene and like take over. Yeah. So now we have to match what level they're trying to. Do. So we right. have to match what their level. Yeah. It's like a battle back and forth. And don't get me wrong. There's some new brands that come out and they're like, Oh, it's, it's, it's six months and it tastes like a 12 year old. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does. Yeah, <laughs> Not at all. Not at no. all. <laughs> Say that all you want. No. That drinks like a 12 year old.
0: That's age 24 hours.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And so, it's, I don't know how like how, uh, much you know, guys know about the American single malt scene. Mm-hmm. A, little bit, so yeah. a little bit, yeah.
2: Diving into a little bit because it's a newer scene. So we've had an yeah. American single malt. We
3: drank like a lot of I've, that. I've got a
2: rye single malt that I actually kind of like.
3: So that's, yeah, that's, that's another the Ameri- one. That's, the American thing's like, all over scenes. the place right now.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like the wild west of the whiskey world right now. Yeah, you do the whatever American like single that. malt is right, right. Now.
3: yeah, because the TTB doesn't have a definition for it yet. Yeah, so like, but it it pretty much all goes into new oak, so it it is completely different from Scotch, which yeah. is what I love about it. So you can get a really good quality American single malt like after two years. So interesting, it's an exciting category.
1: But yeah, I mean, are you all? Doing the American single malts
3: also, or jumping into that category? We're exploring that as a possibility. Not really sure, but if okay. we, if if we do, yeah, if we, yeah, it's a, it's a possibility. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's one of those. I mean, that even as a business side, you see as much of it's expanding right now. It's got to be intriguing to throw your hat in the ring and see where you land.
3: Yeah, but again, it'd be a very limited product that we put out. We're okay. focusing right now on the Burnside line and just expanding that. Sure. Just getting, okay. Getting the word out about up.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. Hopefully, we can help you get the word out, and it's still
3: great. I mean, I don't want to make it too limited for us.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like this is really good. I mean, yeah. The, the Burnside should be, should get easier to find as as yeah. we grow. So, um, but yeah, that that twelve year is uh, it's probably going to go quick. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I mean that, yeah, you that, that's, uh, you, you meant
3: tonight
2: or? <laughs> <laughs> and now we're looking at like Paul brought the colors earlier. That looks like maple syrup in a bottle. does.
3: <laughs> you can pour it over pancakes if you want. <laughs>
2: Hey, hey, hey. all right. Man, listen, I will, I will stop do that. coming up with good I will, ideas. All right? I, will, I will do that. Don't don't teach me. I don't need <laughs> I use for pour
3: that.
0: that on top of pancakes with whipped cream. <laughs> Bourbon's not just for breakfast anymore.
3: Like <laughs> <laughs> of, of cherries on top. <gasps> uh, okay. well, yeah, we were Got talking it. about it at work uh, uh, doing whipped cream, adding a shot of, of bourbon. In. When you,
1: we've when actually made whipped cream, whipped cream, whipped cream with, shot uh, with that, we've actually made whipped cream with uh, Buffalo Trace <laughs> bourbon cream before. with a little heavy cream and you whip that up and make a whipped cream out of it that sounds amazing
0: (laughs) yes well jason thank you so much for joining us this has been a a great experience for us um the product is is phenomenal we hope that you guys expand the footprint because i think a lot of people are going to want to try this and i'm really scared when we release this because (laughs) our dms are going to be like i hate you i don't live there i can't get this um Eat a bag of
3: everything that isn't well, enjoyable. Well, you can go to Licorama and find it. Go yourself. to Licorama
0: and and find it. <laughs> and that then, would be-
3: like, if if you go to your distributors, uh, your liquor stores, uh, West that'll West. help us out too. Get yeah, the word out, and yeah. it, maybe it'll come to you in the in the future.
0: Uh, yeah, that that I would I w- hope so because this is this is really this is a good great stop. line.
1: The three we have in front of us right now are, is a great lineup already, and I'm really curious to try all the other ones you have now.
3: Well, hopefully we can set that up for you. You're, are you, <laughs> AJ's like. I mean, Sum I'm Sum not man. mad
1: at that. Like, hopefully, man,
3: you have our address. <laughs>
1: so hopefully, we can make that happen. Well, I mean, you got you got the address. So, so, here,
0: yeah, we'll no, for sure. So so thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, make sure you guys follow them on Instagram on all social media. Um, you know, Eastside Distilling. It, it's this is a great product. Um. And uh, get on Licorama and and get some of their stuff if you uh, if you can definitely if get it. Yeah, if, not, if you're not in the area, yeah. If you're not in the area, those of stores? you out west, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at podcast. Thanks for listening.